Hello, and welcome to another exhilarating edition of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, we have David Lee out of Springfield, Missouri, with uh, Drywall Magazine, a group he started. David is a unique personality, and uh, he's an active artist, and he showcases his work on the Curiosity Zoo on the Facebook page. We also talk about the spy sponge and making a bazooka into a rocket launcher. Uh, We discuss eating squirrels with scrambled eggs, and uh, I believe he relieves himself during the interview at one point. What was your purpose behind starting Drywall Magazine originally? I would like a place where people can talk about our industry, talk about our trade, kind of affect the material and um, tool makers to give them a full audience of what we think. I would like a place where people can look for employment, look for employees. I want a place where people can sell and buy tools. I want a place where the entire community of our trade, our industry, actually thrives instead of like just being a bunch of dirtbag drywallers that, you know, we get looked down on. A lot of us do. Yeah. Because we're really all, we're all rough around the edges. And I'm looking for a way to bring everybody together to say, hey, we're all on the same team. Yep. We are all out for the same goal. And the same goal is satisfaction of the customer. I really appreciated David opening up the way he did. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this podcast. The 19th podcast on the Drywall Podcast, David Lee, Drywall Magazine. Let's get into it. Now, I'll oh. try to get one. I got it. Zoom. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we're recording now, buddy. All right, we're recording now. Yeah, yeah. You're not the only, I think probably a good percentage, maybe 80%. I mean, you're number 19. So 80% would be have never done Zoom. I tried not to during the whole quarantine yeah. thing. I just. Nope, I don't do that. I just, I'm either at your face or I'm just, I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm yeah, not it's, good with technology. It's kind of cool though. See, we're talking, dude. We could be in the same, I could be sitting next to you in the damn truck. I basically, right. I basically am. I'm sitting right next to you. We're sitting <laughs> in the same truck. All right. Hey, Mr. Nick Harmon. Sorry uh, for the technical difficulties and we will, we will go from there. That's okay. David Lee out of, Missouri, and uh, yeah, smoke them if smoke them if you got them. I'm an old school drywaller. I uh, I grew up and it with uh, just being poor, and yeah, that causes bad habits. But I started construction at 13 years old, uh, wiring houses with my dad, and okay. uh, I just smoking is a thing. Yeah, it's a oh, cultural it- thing. It's a thing. You you look you look pretty young. I'm 39. 
Okay, that's not bad. I got you by seven years, so I'm your elder here. Hey, your parents got <laughs> got my parents by seven years. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. My dad actually, fun fact, is just moved to Cape Coral. And so he was like in the eye of the hurricane. He was I just, in the middle of that nonsense. The that eye, was bad. the eye of the hurricane. I just talked to him. He's a crazy old guy, but uh, they're okay. They're okay down there. But uh, we just visited them down in Cape Coral and Fort Myers uh, this couple months ago. We went to a Disney World and went down there and visited visited them. And beautiful place, but uh, yeah, it's probably wrecked right now. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that need a lot of help. I hope there's no price gouging. I hope that people um, can actually help send some money to GoFundMe because people are going to need that. Insurance don't pay for all that. Yeah, my first drywall instinct was, man, you could really make a killing down there. Time to move to Fort Myers and like really jack up the price. That was, that was actually my thoughts, but then... <laughs> I do have a compassionate side that's not seen too much. And I thought, you know, those four people. I like that. I like that, David. That's this is we got a big teddy bear here. This is great. I, I really I hate seeing people suffer. I, yeah. I really um, my entire life. I've been like that. I just I, I can be a little aggressive with the social media stuff. But yeah. As far as, you know, real situations to me, the Internet's fake. I just I don't care about that. But what I do care about is those people down there don't have homes no more. They don't have electricity. They they don't have what yeah you know they're used to. And there's there's kids that are scared. There there's yeah. mothers and fathers that are scared. There's missing people. There's dead people. Well, and my sister and I, my sister and I were like, why didn't he evacuate? And then I talked to my dad because I was talking to him yesterday, and then I got a call from my son's school. And then he was like, I can't call back. Like, I can't call out. And uh, I was like, well, shit, is that the last time I'm going to get to talk to my dad? You know, kind of like weird thoughts. And then my sister was like, I don't know why he didn't evacuate. And I was like, well, it's dad, dude. He's like, you know, he's a he's a hard school, hard knock guy. And uh, I talked to him today and he was like, well, where the hell was I going to go? Get in my car and be stuck on the freeway. He's like, my house is made out of concrete. You know, I was better off, you know, as a two story house, I was better off just staying in the house, which that makes oh, sense. Definitely. And definitely. Uh, yeah, but he, they're OK. I talked I just talked to him uh, today. He's OK. Everybody's fine. You know, some damage to the house and stuff. But, you know, they that's why they got damage it. to a house can be fixed. But yeah, it's the lives. You know, you can't you can't fix a life. Yep. When something yep. like that happens and that actually does. I mean, I feel bad for those people. I really do. Yeah, I do too. Um, any any destruction. Uh, anyways, let's uh, let's dig in a little bit. First question I normally ask is, have you listened to a drywall podcast? I yeah. actually, yes. I've, I've listened to a bunch of them. I, I won't sit there and say I've listened to them all, but I've listened That's to a bunch fine. of them. No, yeah, I want 100% uh, uh, listening retention. <laughs> so, uh, which ones have you listened to, and do you have any feedback? Did you like them? Did you not like them? I mean, you can be straight with me. I don't care. I've listened to Paps. I've listened to Mudman Dan, um, okay. Buchanan, and uh, Justin Martin so far. 
I watched a little bit of uh, what's her name, Shorty Darwell. Shorty. Yeah, my uh, my internet connection between work and home is pretty sh- pretty sketchy. So okay, those are the ones I watched. Those are good homeless. ones. Those are good. Those yeah. were pretty good. Uh, what do you think of uh, Buchanan? He's an old soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not a dry he's not a drywaller, but he's definitely a sales guy, you know, and he knows yeah, the he knows the industry. He's not one of the kind of guys like me that um he's more of a refined like whiskey and I'm just kind of like a bum homemade <laughs> wine. Mad Dog 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um very cool uh, and so my guy jack i i get feedback from him i'm like what do you like on there he likes it when we talk about like the nuts and bolts he likes getting other people's perspective on like the hand tools and the boxes and you yeah. know like that different people's techniques and things like that and i think i think that's pretty pretty universal with drywallers like we kind of want to know what makes each other tick a little bit I'm a hanger and a finisher. Okay, good. I don't, I don't, I don't just have one side, but I also do. I also do steel studs and drop okay. ceilings. So there's a lot to what I do as far as I just want the best technique. Sure. I, that's why. That's why I started my group because I wanted to learn, and I enjoy learning. I really do enjoy learning. And just for our listeners, you got to say what uh, that's the Drywallers Drywall Magazine. Drywall Magazine. We got like 36,000 people over there just hanging out. I like to see. That's crazy. That is crazy. And I, it started off a really crazy night when I started that, but that's a whole other story. Sure. As far as tools and techniques and all that, I'm not loyal to any tool. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not loyal to any brand. Yeah, if, if you were to look at at my tools, I've probably got every brand you can think of. Now I've got Level Five. I got Tape Tech. I got Columbia. I've got North Star. Sure. I've got Blue Line. Whatever, whatever Premier, whatever it is for finishing tools. I I use a Hide Five knife. Yeah. For my finishing, uh, Marshalltown came out with a pretty good you know, run of knives there, like, you know, eight, 10, 12, 14, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. The the only thing that I'm really specific about it is my stiletto hammer, because that's just like the caulk of the walk. You've got a stiletto hammer. That means that you just have some money to blow pretty much. The stiletto hammer is the what? What was that expression again? The caulk of the walk. The caulk of the walk, like the caulking or... That like like, like uh, if you're if you're cocky and you're walking down the road like you're like cocky out here out here we we raise chickens out here so the cock of the walk is like I love when it that, when that rooster is about to go get him some hens and make me some uh, more babies that I can sell yeah that's the cock of the walk you that's can tell co- the you can tell their walk they're they're cocky so so I was thinking I was thinking Dan uh, David Lee the king of drywall as a as a title. But I feel like we got a new title now. We got David Lee, Cock of the Walk. Cock like, of the Walk. Th- that's way better. <laughs> All right, I got, I, I got. Some, there's some funny in there, David, and uh, so we can, ha- we can have some fun with that. Uh, but no, I've never heard that expression. I really like it. Makes me think of John Travolta and staying alive, man. When he's, when he struts. And then with all my haters online, um, they're gonna tell you I'm a dick. I can't okay. be if I can be. 
I, I, I match people's energy. So if they come on at me rude, I'm going to come back rude too, but well, I'm just here. That's the cool part about the drywall podcast. though, is that, I mean, even with like the, you know, the unmentioned person that uh, you are taking their place today, uh, e- even with someone like that, or, uh, you know, there's some characters that I've gotten into it with on social media where I'm like, you know what? Part of me really wants to interview that guy. You know, just bury the hatchet. Let's interview him because when you're in a situation like this, it's way harder to be a dick. I don't think I was ever mad with you about anything. No, no, we never got into it. Now there's some other people. <laughs> I'd know. I'd know, man, because I'll carry that stuff. I'll carry that stuff for years. It's the trades. You you just yeah. you just talk, man. You just and then with being drywall, we're not like everybody else. We're just not. We're different. We the pace of our job, whether it's hanging or it's finishing, is it's not like any other job in the trades. We are different. You know, just just hanging itself. We we put up these boards at a pace that you know no other trade can do that for eight hours straight. They right. cannot do it. I've it's, had it's unruly. I've had people that worked for me. They brag about how they can bench press, you know, three hundred pounds, but they quit after three rooms. Yeah. And then my little skinny ass is over here, you know, one hundred ninety pounds, six foot two. Not even breaking a sweat. These these people cannot keep up with us. And then on the finishing side, the the eyeball that you have to have to really make a customer's house, and that's where that's where I come in. Is uh, I, this isn't just a job for me. This is my career. Okay. And when I walk into someone's house, a homeowner, this is usually going to be the biggest investment they ever made in their entire life. Why would I not make that as good as I can? Yeah. Go out. I'm, I'm not there to complain. I'm there to work. I'm I there like to do that. My job. Yeah. And I'm there to make that man, woman, couple, married couple, whatever they are, satisfied. Yeah. And I don't stop until they are. I like it. I like it. So are you uh, Are you first generation drywaller? I am. You are. Okay. How'd you get into the trade? Oh, I was poor. <laughs> no, I got out of the army and uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had a friend that was hanging drywall, just hanging. And then at that time, we would hang drywall in the winters, but we would roof in the summers for like the first couple of years. And then I just decided I wanted to be a hanger and I stuck with it. Yeah. And then after a while, I thought, well, I might as well learn how to finish if I'm going to do this. So met a guy at the river that was a finisher down there swimming. And then I, I just went from there and I've been blessed with this, these great people in my life that just taught me not just the, the, the how, but the why and the what's and, and, and when, and they, they, they all took me under their wing up until the point I started my own business. And back in like 2000. 15, 16. And then I just went with it. I just, what's I the just name of your bit? What's the name of your business? Sorry. Oh, my business is 
Dad's drywall and painting. Why dad's? Well, I had another business called David's Affordable Drywall, but <laughs> there was a uh, a snag with an old business partner and the union, and there's a whole there's a whole fucking story there. Yeah, and uh, so I kept the dad's when I remade this one because dad still is an acronym for David's Affordable Drywall. Okay, so I still have my thing. But also dads, because if my son doesn't make it as a professional baseball player, he's going to end up doing drywall with me. Uh, how old's your son? Uh, 13, and then I have a four-year-old. Nice. And the and the 13-year-old, he's a baller, huh? He plays baseball. That's his thing. And you were, were you a baseball player back in the day? I played baseball from sixth grade when I graduated. I was third base, but my son's the catcher for the team, which I think is the hardest position. Yeah. My problem with plaster is plaster is dead. All right. So, like, in, like, um, 1888, that's when the plaster board came out with from, I think it was in England. I don't know. That's, like, when our trade really started. But that people still use plaster. And then, you know, after World War II, they, they – we had the baby boomers so they had like this housing boom that they plaster wasn't it wasn't sufficient so the people who use plaster right now they're just trying to show off hey we got some money and we got time that's all that the plaster there's a couple dudes he's making money there's a couple dudes that make money with it don't get me wrong oh, there was yeah, a guy there's there a guy up in napa but it's honestly it's probably less than two percent of the market you've got drywall and you've got fucking paint. And I can, do, I can do plaster. I've done plaster probably a couple dozen times of actually like legit plaster over the chicken wire and all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But Nightmare. the amount of time I spent doing that, I could literally just blow out a room. Yeah. Not, not, not a two-foot patch. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm schlepping something that's like legitimate. Like you don't need special drywall or a lath or, you know, you know, I mean, even with plaster, you have to hang plasterboard, like special drywall that costs more money. It's ridiculous to me. I'm like, dude, finish it to a level three. Don't even sand that shit and just start blowing over the wall with colored mud. Like, and yeah, go. You've got something. I think you really do. And I and um I I'm trying to get you up here at Lake of the Ozarks. Well there's billions of billions of dollars to be spent up here. So wait a These second. People have money. Forgive my ignorance. The okay. the Ozarks is in uh Missouri. Uh southern Missouri and northern Arkansas. Like it, or the show. Have you watched that? I stopped watching it because it's not I that. thought it was more of a mockery of how we are. I, fair, I thought, fair enough. You know, Not it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't um, uh, accurate. No, okay. no. That's a it's a pretty good show, nonetheless. I mean, hey, I, 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 I doubt the Sopr I doubt the Sopranos is accurate of actually how freaking mafia people are, you know. Oh, but yeah. it's just a show. <laughs> but out here in the Ozarks, you know, we're we're uh, we're up on this big. In between, okay, on, on your East Coast, you have the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. On your West Coast, you got the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Right in the middle, 
plumped out. You got this big old plateau. It's called the Ozarks. Okay. We've got caves. We got springs. We got we have Lake of the Ozarks, which has no. a longer shoreline than all of California. Okay. There's seven thousand homes up there. There's twenty five thousand docks. This place isn't stopping. It's it, nothing but work. Now maybe the the show does depict like how beautiful it is there. It's gorgeous. Oh, like it, it looks it looks gorgeous. This place, I, I've lived around the world. I grew up in I grew up in Europe, being an army brat, and I've been around the world. I would never live anywhere but here. Okay, so you like it? I'll have to come up and visit. It's a, I'm intrigued. Oh heck yeah! Um, and 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 finish the Ozarks. It's pretty good. Uh, you you oh, might right. you might like it. I'll check it out. <laughs> I'll check it out just for you, Nick. Okay, so let's go back to thirty-six thousand uh, members on Drywall Magazine. That's no hundred thousand of drywall hand finishers. Our our yeah. friend, our friend Rick Moore over there, and I've tried to get him on the podcast, but I think he's a little shy. I'm still working on you, Rick. But he Come he on, said Rick. he he said he wanted to, but I think I think he's just being shy. He's playing hard to get. But I want to I want to interview him and also who's the uh, drywallers worldwide. We've got uh, what's his name? Help me out. Cleveland, Cleveland, Joe Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to interview him, too. So you're actually the first of the drywall um, Facebook groups, uh, sort of one of the founders or the founder. There might be some some. Uh, uh, contest there between is it polly it's not paul yeah yeah polly. me and paul you and paul when i decided to start that paul i so i invited paul i've done paul for seven or eight years and i was like hey paul i'm starting a group and he said all right and then we started the group and we just pushed for this and yep you know got, we got bigger dreams for the whole the whole group thing but i kind of got sidetracked over the last few years with personal issues and and paul can't just do it by himself yeah, I got a little sideways there for a minute and stupid. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so now we're we're trying to come up with a plan where we want to actually take this idea to actually help the industry. Good, good. Like, um, just- was that the original idea for the group? Now, I was going to finish. I was going to finish that. The reason that I started the drywall podcast was specifically because of these like long threads that you get going on these drywall groups where people argue about the dumbest shit. And like, to me, sometimes I get wrapped into it. It's comical, but I was like, I was a little curious about digging down and finding out, like finding out a little bit more about these characters on there. Like, you know, like you and Paul and uh, Polly and uh, you know all of these guys, Mudman Dan and and Corey and um, it's really cool uh, getting to know the people. You know, I think it's super cool. But so so the question there though, that's just more of a statement. The question is, what was your purpose behind starting Drywall Magazine originally? I would like a place where people can. Talk about our industry, talk about our trade, kind of affect the material and um, tool makers to give them a full audience of what we think. I would like a place where people can look for employment, look for employees. I want a place where people can sell and buy tools. I want a place where 
the entire community of our trade, our industry, actually thrives instead of like just being a bunch of dirtbag drywallers that you know we get looked down on a lot of us do yeah because we're really all we're all rough around the edges and i'm looking for a way to bring everybody together to say hey we're all on the same team yep we are all out for the same goal and the same goal is satisfaction of the customer and if you're not bringing something that's going to bring satisfaction to the customer that's usually when i get kind of mean on the group when i understand sarcasm been working in construction since i was 13 years old but there's a point you're doing it just to be an online dick there's no reason to be an online dick just be an online dick there's a reason that we're all together having a conversation about why you're gonna completely cover the the mud around the box and there's a blowout there's a conversation about safety. I've seen several about safety. That guy with the ladder thing where it hooks onto the wall. That's brilliant. Yeah, because he's we he's a up. that's a Shane Shane Larson. It's called the Renegade. He's he has been on the show. I saw that he was on the show, but I haven't I haven't watched that one yet, to be honest. It's good. He's from Canada. But I also want people to be aware of other things in the trades. I've noticed in my time in the trades, drugs and alcohol are like king, and it's bullshit. I got people showing up to work on drugs. You got people showing up to work drunk. That's not okay, and they wonder why we're frowned upon. Yeah. And then mental health. Mental health is something that I push very dearly because there is no reason that people that are doing good in life should be thinking, feeling that bad and there, there has to be a root cause and i try to hit every aspect that i can of our trade thinking of all the individuals i don't i don't think about me on this nonsense i think about you got thirty six thousand people on here everybody has a different story everybody has a different struggle everybody is having a everybody's having a hard time but what is bringing the ones down? And even I got brought, I got brought down a couple of years ago. All of the people who go on Drywall Magazine and know about me, you guys got to see me kind of have my little downfall. And there's a whole story to that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Oh, that was a bad time. You bring up my name to a lot of people, they're going to remember that time. Yeah. And I just want this community to realize that like i said we're all on the same team i like it i i don't care what tool you use as long as you use it good as long as you're looking out for the customer that should be where you're that's where you need to be that's what i liked um that last one i just listened on my way home justin talking about it's not about how you do your job or whatever where he's talking about his setup for the popcorn ceiling mm -hmm. you take those extra steps and people care. Customers care. When you take the extra steps to let them know you care, you know, you're not some dumbass 23-year-old walking up in a house trying to sling mud. You're taking care of people's stuff. Was that, also, uh, was that Josh Martin, the one that just aired today? Yes, that guy. Okay. And then I also want 
all the people in the trades, young and old, because I'm also on that drywall mentor page on yeah. Facebook too. Yeah. I want people to know that, hey, if you're having a bad day, there's no reason to make it worse by getting into that bad day. And that's why I'm so on to the, the mental the mental health part because yeah. I read somewhere that like the trades are the you know the, the number two suicide rate and you know eighty percent of those are successful and I think that's just yeah I mean we get down a lot of, sometimes people get laid off and stuff and I'm just trying to bring awareness to save a life I'm here to listen if anybody needs someone to listen I'm here twenty four hours a day I've been there very you know, cool and everything else I, I i am there if somebody needs to listen like i said i i will match your energy all day long yeah hey none of us are man you know i mean i guarantee there's people that think i'm a dick out there but uh, you know and i have been a dick but for the most part yeah we all want the same thing we all we all just honestly it kind of boils down to love we all just want to be loved and we want to give love and it's like uh this is a hard ass trade and we come from like we come from like super uh rocky backgrounds i'm a first generation uh, drywaller um okay. i like i liked the mud when i first started i liked i liked the artistic element of it i think really really resonated with me as an artist um it's satisfying you're an artist i'm yeah. an artist too yeah it's satisfying okay. um so I'll the dry after this you can see I drew some stuff. I, I graduated top art student in high school. Okay. And what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Curiosity Zoo. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. That I, has I've the, seen, I think I've seen it. <laughs> I've got the animals. I think I've seen it. Um, yeah, it's really good drawings. And yeah, uh, then I we do. got like a Griffin. We've got Bernie Mitchell. We've got uh, Keith Patterson out of uh, out of Tucson. I want to interview him. These drywall sculptor guys. I haven't even gotten into those guys yet. There's so many cool dudes that I get to interview. It's awesome. The, the drywall sculptors are yeah. something different. I know. And that's. <laughs> I don't even know where they would get the time for that. <laughs> because we're so in and out of jobs that like how do you how do you do this how do you have time to sculpt an eagle and horses and trees up on a wall and maybe that's a specialty no maybe that's i like think a, it's i think it's prioritizing i mean how do i have time to do a freaking podcast each each podcast takes <laughs> six to ten hours you realize that like with editing and uh, oh, yeah, prom I, promotion. I, yeah. So we've got, I mean, we've got your number 19. So yeah, I'm, I'm around 190 hours into this shit. Like that's a I don't lot. Think I'm, as, I'm not as, as interesting <laughs> as these other people. You're pretty interesting. Ask me, uh, ask me a question. Oh, I, oh, Paul told me to tell you. Yeah. Okay, because he's the city guy and I'm the country guy. Okay, I'm not a redneck. I'm a, I'm a hillbilly. Oh, he said you were a redneck. Yeah, he said I'm a redneck. Rednecks <laughs> go suck off because rednecks go whatever. But uh, one of my favorite things to do is eat squirrel. Okay. And not only do we eat the squirrel, we eat the squirrel brains. Okay. 
Uh, I absolutely love this. This is a this is like a treat to us. We okay. cook it with our scrambled eggs. Okay. But Paul wanted me to tell you that because Paul knows that about me. And he said, make sure you talk about them damn squirrel brains. And I said, all right. Oh, whatever, dude. I watch alone, man. I, <laughs> you know, and those guys eat the shit out of those squirrels on alone. Do you ever yeah. watch it? Do you ever watch alone? I have. I watched like the first like season and a half, but then I got yeah. busy after that. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, so the drywall magazine, that seems pretty good. So you were talking about maybe there's a new direction. You're getting reinvigorated with, uh, the drywall magazine currently. And there's, there's a direction that you want to go. Do you yes. want to, do you want to talk about that? I would like to connect people who are willing to put time into the trade, not just people who do drywall, because that's the big difference. There's people who do drywall and there's drywallers. I am a drywaller. This is my life. A lot of people find the hard part in life in this trade and they fall out simply because it is hard, whether it's a significant other or you have a slow week or whatever it is. But I want to connect the drywallers. I want to get everyone together and say, here is either a publication online or a physical publication and say, if you need a job, if you need to sell tools, if you need to buy tools, if you want to see tools advertised, I want to put everything that's online together in one package. Okay. So like when a new tool comes out, I just want people to know about it and okay. you know, maybe do a review on it. I want, um, I want drywallers to be not be so stigmatized. And I think we need our own trade because drywallers don't have a trade. If you're a drywall finisher, you're in the painter's trade. And if you're a drywall hanger, you're in the carpenter trade, the carpenter union. I would like drywallers to actually be their own thing. Yeah. And like specialized schools. Like I would love to see a way to get enough people together to have like a specialized school to teach people the absolute proper way. And this is all because I want to make sure that the customers in the future, when I'm too old to do this are taken care of. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's a good, uh, that's a good uh, goal. For, I don't for, do this for the magazine. Good looks. I do this shit for money, but I also do it for the customer. Yeah. Um, so the so the drywall magazine uh how do you regulate um how do you regulate the the page do you, do, you, do you have several admin on there I, I feel like maybe I was an admin at one time I can't remember I was gone for a long time cuz I get in trouble on Facebook a lot so all this yeah. stuff got around so right now it's just me and one moderator Okay at this moment um we're like I said it's rebuilding Who's the so, moderator uh, who's the other moderator uh, Tim Strausberg. He's an old guy that's holding a fish in his picture when you go on yeah. Facebook. Okay, Tim. I think I know that guy. He's a good mod. He's a good mentor to me. Yeah. Um, me and him talk about a lot of stuff outside of this, and okay. he kind of helps me keep my head straight a little bit. Um, kind of a father figure kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, good. 
What happened? What happened there those couple years? <laughs> you don't have to talk about it if you don't want. I mean, you could like you could skirt the edge a little bit if you if if you want. But it's so something happened there. Maybe people got mad at you. Maybe you had a little mental breakdown. What happened? Well, I had a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, let's bring this up because I'm all about the mental health. Uh, sure, sure. Between the work and life and everything else, um, started having problems at home and. Yeah. And then uh I got to a spot that was bad. Yeah. And uh I was having a real bad day. Yeah. And I uh attempted to hang myself and obviously I failed. And then I I went to a hospital for a while. Yep. And uh I I I found a more positive way to make it through my day because whatever darkness I was dealing with back then it's it seems to be gone. Did that you know, experience did you have a shift because of that experience? I did. I did. How that so was, how uh, so? I'm curious about that. You know that you know that people that I've heard a statistic because I'm I'm curious about death too, but like the people that jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, the ones that live, the the predominant uh, feedback is that when they jump, they immediately wish that they wouldn't have that they. Okay, that, so yeah, yeah. Um, so hung myself and. My thoughts before that was everything sucks. Nobody cares. Um, you know, we, me and my wife went through a lot of nonsense. We lost our house during a recession. Mm-hmm. It was always something. And it seemed like unbelievable how bad things were all the damn time. So yeah. I, I went and did that dumb thing. Yep. My thoughts up to that, like I said, nobody cares. I don't care. Just kind of hopeless. But when you're in the middle of a situation like that, kind of dangling there, um, you start thinking about your wife, you start thinking about your kids, and you start thinking about how selfish you are. Yeah. And you, you start thinking that this, is, this isn't this is really where you need to be. <laughs> Dark humor yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Uh, you know, coming back from the hospital, I started thinking, like, what do I need to really focus my life on? And I lost my focus. And I can I can blame it on I can blame it on the army, I can blame it on PTSD, I can blame it on drinking, I can blame it on everything, but I was the one problem. True. And I and I would like for other people who might be going through something to realize that you're kind of the problem but it doesn't make you the problem yeah if that makes sense definitely um so go ahead sorry but uh after that i i i feel like i don't feel i know i i appreciated things more you know i appreciated the time with my family i appreciated what i was i could have lost all that you know yeah over a bad day yeah over a bad day 
So and what sort of steps, what kind of steps are you taking now uh, after this experience? Are, do you like see a psychologist or do you go see somebody? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I found someone who actually listens and I, you know, I have, I have actually not went for a while now because, sure. you know, that, that dark time's over. And so now that's why I'm trying to be more positive with, we're all on the same team. That's yeah. why I'm more positive, like push for the customer. Uh, if you work for somebody, be the employee that you would want to be. There's, there's so many positive aspects to your trade. Yes. Hanging drywall sucks. Finishing drywall sucks. We all know that the world knows drywall sucks because online drywall personalities have let us know that it sucks, but it shouldn't have to suck that bad. No, no. Be able to enjoy life and embrace the suck and find the satisfaction in what we do. Because what we do is very satisfying. Yeah. It is very satisfying. When you walk into a house before you even hang it, it's gutted out. You can see two buys, you can see wires, you can see pipes, insulation, HVAC, all that. And when when the hangers walk out, it's a it's an enclosure. Yeah. And then the finishers, when we go in and finish it, you know, it's it's a home. That's what it's gonna look like. It's a home. Yep. Yep. It, it's true. Uh, taking a house from studs to ready to paint is a very big step in the process. And it's very quick. And I've noticed uh that's when homeowners really and builders, that's when they start getting excited about the project. Yeah, really. Our trade. Our trade is the flip from the, the rough end to the finish. Yep. The hangers are the very last person to rough in, and tapers and finishers are the very first to start the finishing process of this is your house, and now you go get to make it a home. Yeah. Mr. Family. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at with my thought process that keeps me going now. I like and it. So doing, what advice, what advice might you have for uh, people that are sort of going through an experience? Maybe they feel like there's no other way out. Do you have any sort of uh, tips that you do from day to day? There is always somebody you can call. Yep. Always. When you think there isn't, you're convincing yourself there isn't because there's always somebody. Sure. There's me. If If nobody else jump on drywall magazine find okay. me old david lee message me i'll call i'll talk to you okay i'll help you out i think there's uh, hot there's hotlines there's also suicide prevention hotlines as well that you can yeah, call there's, 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 not that somebody might want to call one of those but even like an old friend or a family member you yeah. know we sometimes. we don't sometimes when you're in that spot it's hard to realize that we have people that love us you know and that's why, that's why I'm trying to bring awareness to it, because I think people forgot that there's hard times. Things were pretty dang good for like the last 30 years. And then now things are getting kind of hard again. Yeah. And we forgot that there are people who live during the good times. There are people who also live during the last bad time yeah. that is willing to just give you a little bit of advice. I can't, I can't diagnose nobody. I can't do none of that but i can say hey i care yeah or just somebody to listen you know 
I find that it, if my wife is talking to me about something, if I just shut the hell up, uh, I'm a lot better off. Yeah, because a lot of times <laughs> people are people are listening to wait for their turn to talk. Yeah. And that's not fair to the people who need to talk. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing I'm trying to do through social media. That's cool. Um, going back to uh, drywall now, you so in your business today, you sub out the um, hanging, or I'm sorry, you contract the hanging and finishing and texture. That's your business primarily. Primarily, yes. Okay. But we you... also do the steel stud and, and the drop cylinders. So that's commercial, though steel stud, right? A lot of it, yes. You'll see some in some residential. Sure. So you do a lot of commercial. Yeah, I do. I do about everything. <laughs> I sit here and brag about being the king of drywall, but sure, I've done it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what's your, your bread and butter, though? Would you say is like residential drywall? Whoever calls. Whoever calls. So you do a lot of different stuff. Um, when so you and do you have a partner that you work with? Actually, I work for these two old guys that have this thing down to a T. Okay. They are they're old school hangers. Okay. They they have taught me efficiency in the way Wait, that I never when you say old guys, I hope they're older than forty six. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're uh, they're getting close to retirement. Okay. And then we also have a um couple finishers. It's a father son team that works with us too that they I kind of help everybody, but like tomorrow we're gonna start commercial. We just finished up residential today. Okay. I might be at commercial all night next week. I and you and you'll go in, in. Will you go in doing like a steel stud or will you be hanging tomorrow? Tomorrow's gonna be steel stud. Okay. Hundred foot wall, eight foot six inches tall with a partition at nineteen foot seven inches. Okay. Very cool. And, and then you'll you'll hang that and finish it as well. Well, it's gonna get FRP on it, which is the fiberglass reinforced panels. So we'll hang the okay. drywall, but you hang it backwards. So the, the recess isn't in there. Okay. And then you just you glue the stuff up. Cool. And it's gravy. we do all the interior systems, but drywall's my gravy. Okay. All right. Good to know. And then when you when you go to finish the drywall, um are you finishing it all by hand? Do you use the tools? Where, where do you, where do you, which side of the line do you, do you land on that debate? That depends <laughs> on the job. Cause I know Polly, Polly's like, he's straight hand finisher guy, right? Yeah. So Paul does straight hand. I do whatever it's called for. There's certain times that tools can't do the job. Like okay. if you're going in and doing a fill coat around top out, you cannot do that with a tool. You have to do that with a pan and knife. Okay. But if you're in like big open rooms that, you know, have nothing but busted flats in them, row machines all day long. Sure. But then you're always going to hit spots where you have to have hands, like around light boxes that wasn't routed correctly, uh, busted rock, a blowout yeah. at a seam or a flat or whatever it is. I mean, you really have to look for this stuff. This is This is what your eyeballs are for in this trade. You have to know. At where can I use automatic tools and at where can I use my hand? And a lot of people I've met, I've met people who cannot 
hand finish at all. And I've met people who cannot run tools at all. Sure. But what purpose does it serve to not know how to do both? Right. You must need the entire scope of the entire industry. Even in some, even some hanging, like like the finishers, like myself. I haven't done a lot of hanging, but I've done a little bit. Like, you know, I've worked with a dude and he showed me some stuff. Like, you know, I mean, there there's no shame in like learning a little bit of hanging to improve your finishing skills. Being being a hanger that became a finisher made my hanging better. Yeah. Definitely. And being a finisher who knows how to hang made me a better finisher. Yeah. And then on top of that, being a painter who was also a finisher made me a better finisher and painter. Yeah, for sure. So you, you have to look at the, the entire picture. A lot yeah, of guys probably hanging drywall out. makes you a better uh, framer as well. Uh, definitely. Yes. Yep. You know what you're looking out for. You want your shit to be square. You want your shit to be plumb. Layout is off like a quarter of an inch over a hundred foot wall. That quarter of an inch grows every damn stud. And then yeah. you're kind of screwed. Yeah. You got to be able to look ahead a little bit. Do you guys have uh do you use the bazooka? Do you have a bazooka on your crew? Oh, I had a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. <laughs> did you throw it off? Did you throw it off the top of a building? No, I shot fireworks out of it. You shot fireworks out of it. Yeah, that was my next it's guess. On, yeah, it's on the Drawwall Magazine uh, YouTube page, actually. Uh, oh, really? I shot motor shells out of it. I made a bazooka a bazooka, and I'm probably the first person to do that and ruin, you know, $1,000, but I thought it made good content. I didn't realize the Drywall Magazine had a, a YouTube page. We've only got a few videos that I've made. Um, I'm about to open up Paul to it, so maybe we can, like, grill that even more. Yeah. So when I go to when I go to market the Drywall Podcast, I'll edit this down, and most of this will be audio. All right. And then I'll pull out maybe the first 10 minutes of the interview uh, and then the intro and the outro. And then it'll be like a 15 minute YouTube video and I'll post that to Instagram. And then I'll do like a little excerpt that's like really juicy of our conversation. And then that'll I'll take that and I'll post it to Instagram, something that'll like want that'll make people want to want to listen to the whole interview. All right. Just don't embarrass me more about this dude. I've got to sound, I've got to make you sound interesting. That's my challenge. I know. <laughs> I know I'm not very interesting. I just told. Um, no, it's cool. I mean, uh, did you think when you started? I'm blown away by the drywall groups. I mean, drywall hand finishers is over a hundred thousand people, and I get that some of those are homeowners and stuff, but that blows me away. Like I, I feel like I remember when. Uh, when he started that page. That's, yeah, that's crazy that numbers like that off of our little silly trade are being made. I mean, hold on. I'm peeing, Mick. I'm peeing, Nick. You're going to deal with it. I know. You're taking a leak. Hey, you know what? We could have actually taken a break and gone, you could have just like set the phone there and gone, and I can edit it out. <laughs> but I'm, it's all I'm good. a hillbilly. <laughs> You said you wanted some interesting it's stuff. Nice. I'm getting the whole package. Literally. I like it. I am the king of drywall <laughs> simply because I know it all, but I don't know it all. 
and I'm willing to learn more. I'm always willing to learn. That's the thing everybody like forgets. Yeah. Everybody forgets that you don't know it all. I know I know all of what I know right now, but there's somebody out there somewhere that has a better something. And that's the other thing I like the groups for is because these people teach me. They they'll show a new technique, do it like this, do it like that. And I, I go try it and I'm like, well, damn. Yeah. I'm wasting time for the if last you're time. open, if you're open to learning. Yes. Like there's been times where I'm like resistant right away. Like I'll see something and I'll be like, that doesn't work. And then I will try it. And by God, like, like it works, but like getting a drywall guy, you know, with me, Corey, with the tech dry tool, the little, I use the little tools all the time. And I, I'm a big fan of the plastic blades. Like, so I'll cut, I'll cut the plastic blades down because I'm always going around like, trim in existing homes 80 percent of the homes i do i do all fresco so like i'm going into existing homes and we're always going around the trim so you get those little sections all the time and uh i i brought that tool on one job i was like i immediately my natural instinct was to reach for the little plastic blades and put them in my pocket and i was like no i'm gonna bring the tech dry tool the the and and like just set it there and see And sure as shit, man, that little tool, I used two different sizes on a powder room on one little bathroom. And I was like, dude, I'm sold. That's crazy. Like, but I have yet to try those little knives. I want to to try those (laughs) little knives because they make sense because there's so many ridiculous spots that we try to get to. I know. And it's just one, it's just one tool. And we talk about, Corey and I talk about like, there's like, five or six tools that every drywaller carries with them you got your six inch you got your razor knife this is just the shit that i carry with me then i carry like my one my one inch my two inch and then you've got like your pan or your hawk and then maybe your 10 inch blade there's like just a select amount of things when you're finishing that you want to carry with you and i was telling core i was like dude that is a tool that like should be you got to get in that. You got to get in that one to one to six things that the drywaller carries with them. Like that's where you need to be, man. That's the yeah. sweet spot. It's like my hat, the the spy sponge. Okay. That spy- thing is oh yeah, yeah. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Is that it the the amazing. the light the light sponge? Yes. Duh. <laughs> duh. Yeah. Fucking duh. I know I like come up with no dumb shit like that yet. <laughs> um, I need to talk to that guy. How'd you get a hat? That's cool. He sent me the product. I'm actually supposed to make a video soon of like legitimately like reviewing All right. it. Man. Well, I get to I get to because of this podcast now, I get to um tag them in the fucking promo video. It's like Spice Bunch. One of the things, it's one of the things that I use when I'm finishing almost every time. Yeah, it's a fantastic innovation. I mean, the sanders are cool, like the big jumbo sanders. There's like yeah, there's two schools of thought there. Like, okay, those are those are handy, but they're kind of not because they're not you know, it's hard to get from room to room. There's I'm sure there's criticisms, but that spy sponge, there's very little criticisms there. I mean, outside of you like the way the design of the sponge and all that. I wish it was more like the Trimtex where like the uh the obtuse angle did not have no grit on it. 
Trimtex has yeah, Trimtex has that rounded edge. I really yeah. like. They, That's about the only thing I can say wrong about this product. Okay, so so even, Spy Sponge needs to team up with Trimtex, and and just and just or Trimtex needs to license that technology I or something. Think, I think Spy Sponge used the old style of Trimtex sponges. The design. I think that's what he was saying when we talked. Okay. That's been like months. Yeah. I am yeah. so far behind. I'll make my video, dude. Just but yeah, that product. You don't even have to bring lights, you know, like cords and lights and all that nonsense. If you just have like one room to go sand, you've got lighted sponges. You can knock that room out in 10 minutes and be done. Yeah, so it works that good. When you get it on the wall, it's just like perfect. Oh, Lord, you see everything. Even when you put like a 2,000-watt freaking LED down the wall, the spy sponge finds stuff that, that did not. Okay, all right. And and it's just, is it little like flashlights that go in the spy sponge? Yeah, it's like these three little flashlights. I hear a hound dog over there. You really yeah, are you are. really are in the Ozarks. The hound dogs are coming, dude. Yeah, we're about to have an issue, but we'll deal with that later. <laughs> They're sending out they've released the hounds. David Lee, this interview is gonna get cut short. Um so the spy sponge, it's just a couple little uh what is it, a uh AAA battery that goes in each spy sponge, or is it Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Three little flashlights, they machine them out of the out of the sponge and they you push them up in there and it works better when you have all three lights going and yeah you can um actually you get enough lights you can set up two at a time so you don't have to have both at the same time on okay you can use one as a flashlight down the wall down the wall like immediately as you're going and the other one is kind of like does a little sanding and i am very impressed by this product Okay. I'm very impressed. David Lee endorses is, the spy sponge. And they gave you a hat. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad looking hat. Not a bad logo. Not too shabby. Where else should we go here? Um, I always ask everybody, you kind of covered a little bit of it, but uh, what would you, what, what knowledge would you bestow to the drywall community if you could say one thing and uh, people listening uh, were were hearing David Lee. What would you tell them? One pearl of wisdom or a couple. Start working together. You got all these guys out here that's like a one-man or a two-man crew. Everybody's complaining about not being able to find help. We got to start working together. Like how how hard would it be for two guys that are established to get together and start blowing out houses, you know, even three guys, and yeah. find a way to make it work. You can't complain about there being no help when you don't want any help. Yeah. And I see this a lot through the trades. I see this a lot in drywall, especially. You got these guys that think that they can tape this entire, you know, like 17,000 foot worth of rock, which you can. Maybe if you had another guy or two that knows exactly what they're doing, because the people who know exactly what they're doing are few and far between anymore. Yeah. So maybe start thinking that we're all on the same team and start working together as a team to move forward. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. And the other 
start start charging more. Don't be afraid to charge more. If everybody charged more, the customers then can't say no. Oh yeah. And we're we, not we're not worried about old Uncle Billy Bob down the corner that might be able to help you with a patch in your bathroom. No, we're looking at like the new construction, the remodels, the, the commercial. Yeah. Start charging more. Take it up 30%, 40%. Yeah. And then we can start negotiating with the contractors and the homeowners better if yeah. everybody did it at the same time. Yeah. Everything else put up. Why can't we? Yeah. Yep. We're still getting beat up in the trade. I agree with that. Um, <laughs> one of the lowest paid and it's, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I think one of the most skilled, honestly, like, like drywall finishing is one of the most skilled, least paid trades. Drywall finishing is the artist of the trade. Yeah, for we sure. We are the artists. So people can find uh, David Lee on, uh, and it's what's your last name? David Lee. It's Ro- David Lee. Not Roth. Not David Lee. No, Roth. we just stick with we just stick with David Lee. Not Diamond Dave. Um, That's all I want to be known as. <laughs> David Lee. Uh, they can find you on Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, and the, the Drywall the Mag Drywall Magazine is is your group do you have any other groups uh drywall mentors on facebook drywall magazine on facebook curiosity zoo on instagram and curiosity zoo on youtube okay youtube for the curiosity zoo and youtube also for drywall magazine yes we're going to start reopening the drywall magazine on youtube very soon um do you have a website i do not okay i'm a hillbilly what do you expect who knows? Hillbillies can have websites, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Lee, thank you so much for being on the Drywall Podcast. Yeah, next time I'm in Ozark, we're gonna we'll have to uh, bust out the water skis. Put the yeah, boat. Next time you come to Lake of the Ozarks, I can show you some spots. If put- you come down to Springfield, Missouri, then I can show you some spots down there, and I can show you this entire area. This yeah, is fast we'll- Bass, Bass Pro Shop, Bass Pro Shop started okay. like an hour from here. Uh, okay, so we'll go fishing. We got plenty of fishing spots too, buddy. All right, all right, brother. Anything you want. All right, sir. Thank you for being on the Drywall Podcast today, and um, yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Yes, sir. All right, have a good evening. Hey, right, thank you for this and a uh, little, little bit. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, bud. Talk soon. Special thanks to David Lee for being on the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate your time, your honesty, and uh, your sense of humor. If you have questions about the Drywall Podcast, ideas for a guest, or anything you can email me at info at frescoharmony.com you can also give me a call 505-400-9313 today's podcast was brought to you exclusively by fresco harmony fresco harmony making walls better since 2004 fresco harmony is the world's first color line for drywall joint compound and uh, you can try it for free 
If you email me, I will send you a link and you can get a free sample pack. I appreciate you listening to the Drywall Podcast today. And remember, keep drywalling.